When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, good evening, welcome to Great Games. It's me, Chris Back. It's him, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, it's just me and you, mate. They've let us, they've let us loose. What's going on? The beauty about this is we can just record it and just have a chat about the games that we wanted to talk about without being interrupted by transfers and gossip and who's going where and nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so annoying, Kev. We, we've missed two. We've had to cancel two shows. This. Um, yeah. No, nobody's moved. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, oh, don't mind if they actually move, but nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Apart from someone has apparently has done a video, an exit video oh. today. But look. I'm not even going down this road. I want to talk about the club because we've been talking about some great games all the way through. And we said to ourselves, well, I suggested to you, let's talk about the Club World Cup. Because for all of the achievements that we've had over the years, it was the one competition that we've been in a few times. We've never won it. And we could never truly say that we were the best in the world. We always yeah. believed we were. You know, we won the Champions League and we believed we were the best in the world. But we didn't have the trophy that said we were. We didn't have the trophy that said we were world champions. And I thought, I honestly thought in 2005 was the best chance that we had to end the hoodoo from the 80s. Because mm. back then it was... Um, Oh yeah, during the during the final Japan, it was dreadful as well. <laughs> yeah, but back back in the day, it was like they used to play. Sometimes it was over two legs. Mm. Other times it was one-off games. I think Liverpool played Flamengo in a one-off game, and it was just like they all went away on the lash. Couldn't give a monkey's about it because it was out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But in two thousand and five, I thought it was the it was played in Yokohama. It was a precursor to the World Cup, I think, yeah. and or it was. Post post World Cup tournament that they were that Japan were promised after uh, hosting the World Cup, 
And I honestly thought that we would go there and win a, a beat Sao Paulo. We didn't, you know. It was. I was listening to Peter Crouch's hour one nil. I was listening to Peter Crouch's podcast, and he said he bumped into Rafa, um, random Italian restaurant that just happened to be in there. So he said, "Hello, what are you?" And he they were having a chat, and he said he always said to himself, "I had one regret about you, Peter." And he said, "I should have started you in the final." And Crouch went, "Oh yeah, the Champions League final." And he went, "No." The world club, the world club final in Japan. I said I should have started you. We'd have won the game if I'd started you. And he's yeah. like, "Ah, thanks for that." <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to win it because it's not very often you can say you've seen the first. So look, I've seen Liverpool win the European Cup, very lucky, but it was the fifth one and the sixth one. I've seen yeah. Liverpool win the league, but you know it was like you know it was first time they won the Premier League. It was first first out of thirty years, but it wasn't the first. So we were, you know, this is the first team to ever do it. I always think it's. Doing the first always quite good. I mean, literally, the only cup Liverpool haven't won and now can't win is the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. Realistically. Because we haven't won the Europa League, but it, it's the UEFA Cup with a different badge. And, yeah. In, in essence, I used so, to love the Cup World, the, the Cup Winners' Cup. That was a close, proper trophy as well. Was a close that was a lost trophy. Was it close? We got a semi final against PS, PSG, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we didn't have to go digging. Pretty certain it was a PS, it was PSG, but yeah, we never. That's what I really think. So, but listen, so just to give a bit of context, so this is the year obviously Liverpool obviously got win the league, so you know, all all good memories. But in the lead up to this, earlier earlier we'd beaten Arsenal in the, the League Cup five five, and Klopp had said, "Well, now it's up to the league now to tell what they want to do," and the league refused to move our League Cup. Quarter final, so it wasn't like a Mickey Mouse part of the cup. Quarter final against no. Aston Villa, they said no, you have to play it, which was 24 hours before the other game. And you were like, What? So in the end, we had to play. And people say, Pay the kid, quite literally, play the kid. It was literally a load of kids. So we, we played just to give you an idea Kelleher, Hoover, Vandenberg, who probably all they're probably and let's see what else we had there. We had Chiravella was captain. But the rest yeah. of all, really of his Herbie Kane, no longer at the club. Tony Gallagher, not sure he's still there. Morgan Boyce, you know, Isaac Christian Davis, you know, Lewis Longstaff, you know, there was lots of names there. Leighton Clark was on the bench. Leighton Stewart's on the bench. We've just got we've just sold him. So it literally was a load of kids that got beat five 0 Yeah. It was and basically an under eighteen side. And the the Aston it was at it was at Villa Park. Uh, yeah. Villa I think there was some like 30,000 there. So it was a hell of an experience for them. I think Neil Critchley took the side. Mm. And um, Villa were playing, like I think Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa played, um, Trezeguet yeah, yeah. played up front. You know, yeah. they, they went fairly they strong. A, but... uh, yeah, they went strong with it. And rightly so. I don't blame Villa one bit. But no, at the no, end no. of the day, we were flying in the league at the time. You know, we'd lost one game in the in the season up until then and I, th- I think that was a way to Napoli 2-0 yep and, and other, than that, other we... than that we were banging we were yeah, absolutely one, banging and we only drawn three four sorry yeah. we drawn four all, all up to that point as well so we were flying really so you're a bit like you know so we had the usual which I always find ironic you know Liverpool should have been this off they should respect the League Cup I'm like it's amazing when it's something you don't give a shit oh, pundits don't give a shit about it's like well as the clock was right, he goes, well, we respect the cup we were drawn into. We were drawn into that early on. Because to get to this, you have to win one of the big big trophies. So you have to win the Champions League or a couple of the you know, their version of the Champions League. So it's a, you know, 
to qualify alone, you've got to you know, you've got to do well. So now going into this, we had a few issues. Uh, Gino and Alden travelled, wasn't fit, wasn't used. Yeah. Fabinho was out for the whole Christmas period. I remember the panic around that, so we had to play Henderson as a six. Uh, but in the lead up to the game, um, Fabinho wasn't there. Genie wasn't fit, and Van Dyke pulled up with an, Ill- with an illness. So I'll read the side out because it's a bit of a wild side. So we had Allison in goal. We had Henderson and Gomez as a back t- as the two centre backs, with Milner and Robertson as fullbacks. The midfield was Lalana in the six with. Nabi and Ox. Then up front, we had Shakiri, Mohamed Salah, and Divokarigi. Yeah. As, it, I mean, that that's just like a, a, like a very wildly cup side, you know. Yeah. And it, it, the thing is, Mon, we were playing Monterey. Uh, Monterey had won uh, Liga MX, the, mm. the Mexican title, the year before, and won their version of the Champions League to get to where they were at. They had a few players that we re- we knew as well. Funes Mori was one. Funes Mori's brother, uh, yeah. But it was um, it was definitely one of those games because of the build up to uh, how we got there and what happened and what we had to sacrifice to be there. You know, because we literally had to give up the league cup to to be there. We were in flying form. There's no doubt in my mind that we'd have romped Villa and probably gone on to challenge if not win the league cup that year but we had to sacrifice that to go there and then you're crippled with injuries and you're you're up against the side who are a good side the mexican league is not some wimpy league that um you can walk over and it's one of those things that when european sides go to this competition they expect to steamroll everyone yeah. You know, and it rarely turns out that way, and this game really didn't. I mean, just giving out giving out the bench, we had on the bench we had Adrian and Andy Lonergan, who had yeah. the best twelve months anyone's ever had, wasn't it? He just sat, it just sat on the bench and kept winning super cups and league titles and world cup champions against it. Boss, this being a third choice keeper, just sit there. It's great. I mean, Paul, that's now Everson. You know, <laughs> uh, Trent was on the bench because he was getting rest. Very young Nico Williams. A young Curtis Jones, and then we had yeah. Bobby and Manny. Now Bobby and Manny were fit, but I think it was more of a minutes and legs situation yeah. with them, where it was just like oh, we just can't keep pushing them. So we're going to have to use the squad. So you know, I mean, listen, having squad options of Origi and Shakiri isn't bad, but that was a tough game. I mean, look, we have the perfect we have the perfect start. We're literally in twelve minutes, we're one 0 up. Um, reverse pass by Salah puts Navi through it and just slots it. You know, nice yeah, simple, really good you, goal. And you'll think, ah, oh, boss this. Well, easy. All right, here we go. Yeah. And literally within two minutes, they have an attack. I think Joe Gomez is a bit too deep. Uh, cross comes, shot comes in. Ali saves it. And then Funes Mori's there for the tapping. You know, yeah. nothing Ali's, Alison can do about it. And you're going, oh, maybe it's not so easy. I mean, this when you, I mean that's when you saw a, a back line of going, yeah, you can see the back line's not played together. You know, I mean, I can't imagine that. I mean, little Jordan knows he's going to play centre-back quite a bit the following season, but... You don't see Henson at centre back, you know, Miller doing the right back situation. So it was quite, quite a daunting possibility, I would say. It was, um, and the other side of it is you got to look. I watched the highlights back of this a few times, but I rewatched it again today. And Alison Becker was outstanding in that game. He makes he made big some saves, world class saves, world class saves. Kept us in it. They did as well. We had chances going the other way. It was a good game, and it was one that. 
it eventually it took attrition to to work in and it, we had to make the changes you know the changes were made uh sadio came in bobby comes on and you can tell how much this means because in england Tr- world trent club came cup is, trent came on too didn't trent came on that. as well yeah but the world club cup is dismissed in england it just is and a lot of european clubs take it for granted that they're gonna go and win it that they just add it but to the brazilians and the south americans this is huge this is one finger in the eye to the europeans who look down on them and it's their chance to stick it to them really and you could tell how much it meant to allison in that game especially because he was brilliant i mean we said we brought when we said we brought bobby on we literally brought bobby up for the last five minutes yeah because i think we're all going i think we're all like fuck's sake we extra time isn't it we haven't got time for you know we don't need this with we don't the need this, yeah. With the game's going to go back to it. And look, there's the thing in the back of your head, which people forget, is we had to go back to Leicester away not long, you know, a few days after. And Leicester yeah, were... Yeah, Boxing Day. Leicester were like, talked of, this. Leicester could do another, what, the title win again, because they're thinking, these aren't actually yeah. that far off. Liverpool and City, you know, or oh, they beat Liverpool, that and Liverpool will be tired from a travelling. So you had that bird in the back of your head going, fuck, man, we can't lose the... We can't, let, yeah. we can't go this way, not win it. And then... After trek back to Leicester, this is going to be, you know, hard going. Oh, it, would be hu- it would have been humiliating. Let's be honest. I mean, the thing is, the the club are under massive pressure from the media for going there in the first place. Yeah. If you go there and you don't do well, I mean, when you come you back, like- you're going to get slaughtered. You know, and you're going to get it from everyone, from every angle, because there was fans as well who didn't want us to be taking our eye off the prize yeah, of we- a league title because we were going so well. This I was a huge gamble. Us doing reaction shows, lads fuming say, I can't believe you've thrown the league cup for, for this. So, you know, like, but you, you may never win this again. You know, as to be fair, we've had no chance to qualify for it since. So, you know. Well, and now that it's been revamped, we can't win it again. You know, this is it. It's like, this was the one, this was always going to be, I think, I always felt anyway, this would be our last chance to put something yeah, right. Because it's, it's not the same tournament now, is it? No. Not yeah, the same game. It, it, no, it's been revamped completely, but we got we got through in the end with um, Mo takes it wide, it, doesn't he? Cuts it back to Trent, who plays a a very low. It was a soft cross, wasn't it? Low soft cross, which you can't think he's under it there. Yeah, uh, Bobby just gets it for us and he just just gets the topo to put it past because the keeper he drops to his knees, he almost like he's going to collect it. And he just nicks it past him. It's a yeah. smart finish, and you know, listen, the Brazilian score that's what in he Brazil. Was, that's he what was that's what he was overjoyed. made for, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what he was made for. Um, so I was a bit, I've never been so relieved because <laughs> you're thinking like, oh, they Montero could feel a little bit hard done by that. They definitely deserve to take us to extra time. And you're thinking, right? Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. But, but then, then the final, the, final. The, the Bills are final. Flamengo, without your, that's how I believe Flamengo, they beat us in the eight, they beat us in the 80s. They still sing about yeah. that, you know. Yeah, and so Flamengo are good, a really good side. You have lots of experience, Massive lots of guys have had European experience as well. You know, uh, Rafinha, we all remember him. You know, Pablo Mari, wasn't he at um, Arsenal for a bit? Pablo Mari, but their keeper, Diego Alves, was Brazil's number three, I think, at the time. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And, um, Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel Barbosa. I think he, yeah, Inter didn't, didn't settle, but, you know, he's a good good striker. Good Everton, Ribeiro, who's... Yeah, so those, this was, these were no mugs. You know, you, Everton, you Ribeiro know. got a move on the back of this game, arguably. Lincoln, another one. Yeah. You know, but, they were a good outfit. Genuinely, give, a good outfit. To give you a flip of the starting eleven and the squad that we had for the final, Alisson in goal, back four of Trent, Robbo, Gomez... And Van Dyke, midfield yeah. of Cater Henderson, Chamberlain, and the, the usual front three, Bobby, Manny, Salah. But the bench was Adrian again, Lonergan again. But then there's also some of the lads who played in the 5 0 defeat. So you had Seb Van der Berg on the bench, you had Nico on the bench. Genie was surprisingly on the bench, but I think he's just there for moral support because I think he was fit. Yeah. Milner on the bench, Lalana's on the bench, Shakiri, Curtis Jones, Harvey Alec, Divakarigi. At least you look at that going. Well, there's a bit more on that bench now, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, and you'll have four subs as well, which helped. So there was that, and the fact that we were this is the 11 more or less, bar a couple of changes here and there where he was rotating. But you hang your hat on in that season on that 11 going out and dominating the did, game. Did he, did he want to Andy. Yeah, the only ones you'd expect to start if they were fit would have been Genie and Fab. Yeah, that would have been that, and, would, have been, that would have been the midfield, but. Because, and to be honest, back fair. then as well, you got to be honest. Nabi was Nabi was playing playing a fair bit. Ox was mm-hmm. in and around the squad. He was well that season. He was, he was well f- able to come in and play. So wasn't Ox that year the fourth highest outfield, fourth highest goal scorer was that year season? Something like that. He was quite high up in the goal scoring ranks, higher than you would think for what people remember of Ox. A lot don't remember yeah. what he was. Um, he was like goal scoring wise, but actually, you know. He got, a fair, he got a fair few goals last year. I'll quickly Google. Mm. Let me while we Google it on it. Here we go. Yeah, Ox that year got eight goals, four in the league, and then three in Europe and one in the League Cup. You know, next was Bobby with 12, Sadio 22, Mo 23. So, you know, he was in a, you well, If know, you're looking for a big goals from midfield, that's, yeah. you know, he, he's as likely as anyone. You know, which what it's just always what would have been with him, you know, as unfortunate. Very similar to Nabi, you know, if they both could have stayed fit, you know, yeah. you would never know. But that's. We'll go with Sags. Let's be honest, that's been done to death. We all know. Absolutely. But the whole point so, of this was get, you know, I honestly felt get into the game, get them, get a good start, hit them early, and relax and coast the game and start looking forward to Leicester. But nobody told Flamengo any of this. I know we saw, I'd say also, and this became a pattern around this time. Uh, Rafinha just did everything he could. To rough Sadio Mane up, and he gets in books. He gets one reaction, and it what and to, you know, and it's the reaction that gets Sadio Mane booked because Sadio runs past him and he just grips him, yanks him back, and Sadio turns around, just you know, arm flails out. What are you doing? You know, you've seen players sent off for that, and we'd had that with um, the previous season when we got knocked out of Champions League, 
Sadio had to get taken off away at Atletico Madrid because same thing, people getting in his head and getting him wound up, you know. Uh, but the only thing I remember for the first half, a few half chances was right on half time, cameras on Sadio Mane looking very dejected. <laughs> you can see, you can literally Robbo, don't you worry, I'll get him for you. <laughs> you just leave. He said, you just play, I'll get him. And literally, it's so funny. And there's about a minute or two into the second half, the ball get they're allowed to play the ball just out wide to Rafinha, like going nowhere. And Robo just does 50, a 50 yard run and just roofs him flat on the ground and go and just laughs at him and goes, ah, There you go. And he kept, yeah. he kept Rafinha quiet then because he just realized. Yeah. And Rafinha, he's a good player, but he's a rough player. Oh, yeah, so and there's nothing wrong with that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. But, and I think it's something that's missing in the game now. It's, it's you're starting to get it back, but it's like. By it's like, this stage in the game, though, I mean, it was nil-nil, and it was like they had half chances, we had half chances. Nobody could get a grip on it, you know, no. and they they were dangerous. And no, we, it was had, like, we, we were, like, taking snap chances. I think one of the best chances fell to Bobby, hits the inside, the post, rolls along the front of the goal and goes wide. You, go, you had that sinking feeling of going, it's got to be like that game in Japan, and it's going to be some shitty goal we lose 1-0 and nothing's going to happen. We've got our strongest 11 out. And you just... You wait for all the nonsense that was going to come if you, if you didn't win it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you talk about players. I, I was remember James Milner last season. I think it's all rattled James Milner. And he just bounced up with a smile and says, going, that's all right, I don't mind this. This is this is how we play. I think that's what you yeah. want sometimes. You know, I'll give it out, I'll take it. You know, uh, yeah, because Rafinha was at buying, he was at buying for ages, wasn't he? He was. He was a, he was, he'd been around Europe for a while, but it was like they had the school cap on, didn't they? Yeah, you always had a feeling that at some point our quality would show. But it just, the game just kept going and going and going. And you're getting into the last, you know, struck, you know, you're getting into the last 10 minutes, it's nil nil. And you know you're in that stage then where it's like a first goal wins type of thing. And I'll be honest, and, the, officials, the officials they had, he, he wasn't great. He looked, I don't think he control. I think both sides knew that, which is why yeah. Rafiq. You know, Rafinha can get away with Robert. To be fair, Robertson didn't get booked for literally root for him because he's nowhere yeah. near the ball. He just puts him in the stand. And you're going, you know, looking back, you're going, it's the most obvious yellow you've ever seen in your life. And he went play on, which yeah. is the most shocking the thing. thing you is, know. This was a precursor to the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, yeah. This was like their, their tester event for a lot of their systems and a lot of their um, stadiums. But you always tend to find with these games, the officials are taken from other confederations, so they mm. won't have fa- they won't have refereed a game of this magnitude ever. You know, you'd imagine they yeah. might have refereed domestic cups where in their league or domestic dar big domestic derbies in their league, the odd international match here and there. But in general, it's it's you don't it's the unexpected that this tournament always throws up, and I was starting to get really nervous because we all thought that the league was a possibility but we all kind of knew as well that if we were if any club was going to find a way to mess it up we'd find a way because yeah. we'd, we'd been through the mill chasing Man City down for the last few years and we'd missed out on one Champions League final, got over the line in the other been through miracles with Barcelona and we thought if that was the high, imagine how big the drop could be if it, if it switched and I was starting to get really nervous. And then we had no this, word of a lie. And this one, you know, it was Sadio's day. But also, this one, you started was Liverpool's day. 
Sadio's put clean through. And you go, right, here we go. Sadio, clean through. Bury, he's just going to bury it. Yeah. And we all go, and Rafinha dives in. You think, oh, he shanked it. And the ref blows penalty. Yeah. Happy days. Oh, brilliant. Happy days. Penalty. Last minute. I'll penalty red card. That's what I was thinking. Penalty red yeah. card. And then they go to the AR and they watch the replay and that's how they shoot. It does catch his boot and then, is it inside the area? Is it outside the area? And the referee goes, yeah, it's outside the area. And you're like, well, okay. Free kick then. Free kick. Doesn't even book him. Doesn't even book him. Nothing. Kind of lads. You can even see the Liverpool players going, for, you can even see Rafinha going, he sort of looks and walks away quickly going, oh, get away with that one. Bloody hell. <laughs> and the thing is, that's when you start thinking to yourself, it's not our day. It's just not our day. It didn't go right. Whatever was going on in the game, it didn't go for us. But we got it to extra time. And you were sort of going, it was definitely like one of those, I think you probably felt about 60 onwards going, this is a one-niller. This this is yeah, the oh, ultimate yeah. one-niller. So, I mean, surprise, uh, Chamberlain got took off on 75, he got a really bad ankle injury. He really got took out of the line had to come on because he was on crutches at the end of this uh, chain lane. He had for a little while with that. And then in extra time, on the 100th minute, we bring on James Milner for uh, Navigator. You know, so, but just before that, it's the moment of the game. Jordan Henson picks the ball up, plays it long to Sadio, takes it wide, does really cuts it back to Bobby. And I'll be honest, did you think he'd fucked it up? Because I thought he'd fucked it up. I thought he messed it. I thought he <laughs> yeah. messed it. But then he showed such composure in the bar. Oh, you you finish it. Yeah, because he gets it. It's on his left foot. You think he'd just tap it in, tap it in. And he cuts it back. And you think, oh, you've done too much to go back and light. And he just... We'll say dinks. It would be nice. <laughs> Don't think he missed it. So. Through the two. Go, and that's it. Shirt's off. The Brazilian's off then. And you're just thinking, fucking thank God for that. Because the crazy thing is, the centre it almost grazed the top of the centre back's foot as it went yeah. over. You're waiting to kick it off the line when you go, you go, oh no, yeah. it's just gonna be so. But and then you get one it up, and then that's it. Milner's up, Milner's on there for Cater. You know, let's shut up shop within yeah. five minutes. Divock's on for Bobby, and it's just like what we have, we hold. You know, yeah. Divock was just told, just be the wide option now. That's all you've got to do. You know, see it through, and Liverpool has to grind it out. You know. Gomez they had a chance towards the end. They had yeah. a chance towards the end, uh, but it was snuffed out. And you get the win, and it's it, for me, it was almost it was relief. It was the culmination of the Champions League season. You know, it was like you'd done all the hard work, winning the Champions League, getting yourself into p- position to be able to play in this competition in the first place. You know, and then you go and do it, and you go and do something that no other side in Liverpool's history has done. Well, John Hensel is, is the, uh, isn't he the, he's the first and only Liverpool captain to win every domestic honour, a European Cup and the World Club Championship. And I don't yeah. think any other British um, captain has done that for the same club. Not for the same well, club, no. No, so he's like, it's one of those rare things. When you look at that season, you're going, you know, that was a mad 18 months we going, yeah. you win the European Cup and then you know, we win the World Cup and we won the league. You know, you sort of go, that's a, that's a span of... Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Oh, you know, very it's... rare. Very rare. It's it's normally what happens is you'll win the Champions League, you'll go to the Club World Cup, you might win it, you might not, but more often than not, the European side will win it. But you, you're generally tailing off 
that squad, that side is generally tailing off and mm. it needs refreshing at the end of... Because when we played the game in Yokohama, the likes of um, Pepe Reina was in goal. Crouch um, was playing. Crouch was playing. You know, so they'd always... They'd, they'd started to rebuild the side that won in 05. And... But this really hadn't happened for well, the clock. Well, let's be honest. We only had Sepp van der Berg, Elliot, and exactly. Andrew, which a lot of people still bring up. And, oh, rightly know. so as well. It, it, you know, I can understand that argument to a point. But look, we go and win it, celebrate the trophy. The headlines when we come back were, you know, I'll just bring them up there now because I, I scroll past. Qatar heroes, cop hit right nose, you know, Pictures of Klopp on the pitch with the trophy. Mo, because being a guitar, Mo was just like I mean, listen, every time Mo got the ball, every time Mo got the ball, the volume oh, yeah. was just unreal. You know, you know, he's the biggest icon there, right? You know, rightly so. So it was yeah, you know, what brilliant. And experience it, what an well. experience as well for the young lads, you know, to, for a young Curtis Jones to be involved in that dressing room to go on Harvey that too. tournament. Harvey Elliott as well, yeah, Queen Keller, you know, uh Golf Times had it. Firmino's winning goal puts Liverpool on top of the world. You know, this was report, you know, all around the world. And you know what? The irony is, I'm looking at one here, and it is uh, Sport the Mon. And the world champions, Jordan Henderson with the trophy, the squad around him, and the headline underneath, Everton appoint Ancelotti. Everton appoint Ancelotti at the same time. What mad is that? But... That feels, it's, like a, it's, that feels like a lifetime ago, even. It, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, world leader, Roberto Firmino. You know, kings of the planet, the Sunday Echo. You know, it's like we were the best side officially in the world. We were the best club side in the world, and we could write our names on that mantle. And do you remember when we came back, there was a thing that the Premier League weren't going to allow us to wear the emblem on the sleeve. They're allowed, the allowed, allowed, allowed them to wear it for one game because you can't have it for one yeah. game. It's, it, it's just like... It's ridiculous. You watch the, Bayern Munich when Bayern yeah. Munich won it or when Real Madrid win it. It's like, it's, it's almost the, like the league are proud of that fact that they're, one of their teams is the best side in the world. Yet it's the just, Premier League was like, yeah, have it for one game. It's just like bioxy for it's like nitpicking bioxy for the sake of it. You're like, why the why like does it matter? No. Oh, oh well, for every pitcher they'll see. Oh yeah, but for every pitcher they'll know the Premier League has a, a world champion. Guarantee if City win it this year, they'll you know they'll probably change the tune now realizing probably with the hoo ha are about it going. Is it such a big deal? It's not really, is it? Do you know what I mean? Well, five days later, we you know you enjoyed the day. I'm sure they enjoyed the night. But the very next day, they, well, fi- they well, five days, well, five days and six days later is the ultimate yeah. pivotal part of that season. Is Liverpool go away to Leicester and yeah. absolutely rob Leicester? And look, Leicester then was this was a difficult way. We were all going. I'll yeah. take a point. This you was know. the massive test. This was it. You know, this has got that you know Trent hat trick of assists. Bobby gets two. Trent with that lovely low drive. You go four nil. Fuck me, we're putting some pressure on City now. Let's. Let's but it wasn't just a four 0 was it? It wasn't it just was, a four 0 It was it was coming. Demolition. You had the League Cup that we had to flow, that we had to bin off. You go away to the Heat, 
of Qatar and you come back, it's Boxing Day. You know, five days later, players have Christmas and what have you. That time that they had in December was away from their families. We still had to go and make those fixtures up that we missed. And Leicester were flying. Leicester were playing really good stuff at the time. And yeah, we come back five days later and play Allison, Robertson, Trent, Gomez, Van Dyke, Jeannie Wijnaldum was back, Naby in the middle of the park with Jordan Henderson and Firmino, Sadio and Mo Salah up front. Strong enough bench and my God, we tore Leicester apart. That wasn't a 4-0 game. That was a 6 or a 7 or an 8. We were outstanding. Unbelievably and, good in that game. And ultimately the pressure told because the following day it was City City away at Wolves. And City got, I think Edison got sent off, you know, and then Wolves won 2 1. And you're watching, and that was, I think I messaged you at the time then, because we done just started working. I messaged you and said, It's done. We've yeah. won it. You didn't want to say it vocally on the podcast, but that's what we were messaging no. going, going, It's done. Because I yeah. the United one, God tell me, he goes, Oh, it's a long way to go. And went, right, City can't break, City will never break, break that gap. The gap's too big. I think that that's that's them done, you know. And it was just like a weird feeling going like, literally won the league after Boxing Day. This is my, I mean, yeah. the United one was the ice on the cake where everyone, I think everyone believed them. But that's for me was like, well, that's a gap. That's a gap you can't overturn. Yeah. That's an impossible. But it wasn't it's just that. It was. I mean, you the run of games that we had when we came back. Boxing Day beat Leicester four 0 29th of December beat Wolves one 0 2nd of January, 2-0 Sheffield United. Another Bobby Lake goal, wasn't it? Yeah, beat Everton, beat Spurs, beat Manchester United, beat Wolves. The draw against Shrewsbury Town. Weird. But oh, do you remember that, you had to... that? That was the one where um, we played a load of kids in the second leg because yeah, they yeah, did yeah. the winter break. And yeah. none of the delegates. Yeah. And the Shrewsbury chairman lost his shit and was apparently mm. caught all sorts of murder in the exec boxes because none of the little execs were there and we because they refused to show it on telly because that's the only thing he got kicked he kicked off over was because they knew Liverpool were gonna play it and he literally played children. I mean James yeah. Miller was assistant manager that day. That's how much we we'd said we're not playing. We had to um, go until the 18th of February before we lost the game and that was against Atletico Madrid. You know yeah. it was that's how un- invincible I think we felt. You know, and you still you still think if Allison hadn't got injured, you probably would have got through against him. Let's go. Yeah, but in all fairness, I still go back to that to the confidence that we got, the bonding that the side had to rebond and to re-energize and to go again and show you know balls to go and win that club world cup against all of the adversity that we were going through at the time. That stood us in such good stead when we came back because it was like, What do you mean we're gonna struggle against Leicester? What do you mean? We've got to have to prove this, this, and it. Watch us go, watch us do this. And they absolutely ripped the league to shreds. And good job, good job we did with what unfortunately happened to the world not long after this. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. But... Because when you when you look back, that's when the, the talk of the whole COVID thing was starting to come around. Yeah. People start saying, This thing, this thing is becoming a bit of a problem, you know. And you, you surely, and you, I think it's natural human nature, it's, it's miles away, it's yeah. nowhere near us. And literally, it was getting so close. You're going, ah, oh, shit. This is like yeah. getting very close. Well, it, and listen, we were doing pod. Do you remember those days, Kevin? We were doing like podcasts about World Cups and watching old games and 
content because yeah. you're like, what else could you do? What you else know, could you, you do? We're all sat at home. We have nothing better to do but sit and watch old games of football. But my God, I'll tell you what, I certainly look back at that time and that Club World Cup. And like you said at the very start of this, it's not often as a Liverpool fan you get to see something that is the first. Yeah. And it is special. And, you know, I know we call this the great games and what have you. And I'm sure there have been better games. There absolutely have been better games. No doubt about it. But you can't, I don't think you can include, you can exclude this when you're talking about great achievements. You know, the league was fantastic. Absolutely. Hands down, one of the biggest achievements I've seen in decades. The Champions League finals, phenomenal. The runs to the Champions League finals, some outstanding games. But for me, this is is in that conversation because yeah. of what it says about where we were at that period of time. We were undoubtedly the best club side in world football, bar none, and it wasn't close. It really wasn't close. We were far and away the best club, club side in the world at that time. Definitely. And it just goes... I mean, the thing is, I think by the end of the season, the lack of activity in the summer probably told where one or two fresh faces to challenge into the first-team squad probably would have helped get us over the line, maybe even challenge the um, unbeaten run that Arsenal went on. Because, believe me, for months, I could not see how we were going to lose a game in the league. And it wasn't until Watford, when Ishmael Asar just had an absolute madness, the, yeah, I mean, they I, were lost. I just couldn't see it. I couldn't the see it. losses were away at City, where I'll be honest, looking at the line, look at the way they lined up. I think Trent was still, I think someone, especially Trent, was still pissed. Mm. And then the Arsenal yeah. game was where they just decided to throw every calamitous way you could throw the game in one. But you're a bit like, I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It was it done. Matter. It was over. It would have been nice you know? to go, you know, this whole, oh, I mean, it would have been nice to do the invincible thing, partly because it would have shut a few Arsenal fans up, which would have been funny. But also going, yeah, yeah, this is a proper that's how you do a proper invincibles, you know. That that's why it's it's a good achievement, but you still look at going despite I think it's about eighty-nine tight winners who've got more points, more goals, even like you know. Yeah, the Arsenal you can't take anything away knock Arsenal for that achievement. It's phenomenal. But there's an awful lot of draws in those games. Uh, yeah. Look, the league is different to how it was to how it you is. You wouldn't get away, you wouldn't get away with it. Now, listen, you could argue that Arsenal side. You know, of those twelve draws, you know, maybe they could have actually won some of them. I think. I, oh I yeah, think, they probably could have I, I won think, seven think, or eight of them. I think they did get to a point where it it became like, well, the league's done. The only, the only thing we can that's it. The only thing we can go for is keep it, is uh, go and defeat it. So it, I think it became a little bit of. I think games became do not lose rather than yeah must win. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think that season we were in, and it's always the way when you're chasing City, every game feels like you must win. And so. up until up until the 18th of February, we were outrageously good. And God, do you remember that season where we all kept, where everyone lost their shit because we drew at Old Trafford, and then they thought that was it. Yeah, uh, it's mad, isn't it? And the crazy thing is, we started that season in the Community Shield with a one-one draw against Manchester. Oh, that, that. We, we lost. We, uh, we, we lost, lost penalties. penalties yeah, and then the following, and then literally as soon as the cup final was over, it got announced. Minulay's decided to leave. What? <laughs> Dave yeah. Fonzie's off. Minulay's off. Oh, shit. Who's in goal? 
And yeah, then it all look. I I think it's phenomenal season. It's lovely to look back on th- that season as well. I mean, we're about to start a new season with a brand new set of squad of players. Really, we don't know how the squad's going to end up looking. At how, you fa- of- how now we've talked. How you how you finding the excitement of uh, waiting to see them bring it in because it is it is so funny seeing keep behind the curtain. Yeah. Kev's normally the more relaxed one, and I'm normally more like, oh, come on, let's do something out. <laughs> What's yeah, that I, mean you do? Well, you're really upset, and I'm going like, ah, embrace it. Well, what will be, will be. I've got like really zen, and on, ah, it'll, it'll be all right in the end. If not, it'll be funny, won't it? No, it'll <laughs> be funny. It can't be worse than last year. It can't be worse than last year. It can. No. Yes, it can. Ask Chelsea. No, look, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I said it in the podcast plenty of times. I hate unplanned transfers, you know, and stuff that comes out of the out of the blue and out of nowhere. And I don't believe for a second that at the end of last season, the club, Klopp, the management staff were in a position. I don't believe for a second that they had envisioned a notion of selling either Fabinho or Henderson, let alone both. I, I think they had the notion and, with the Saudi Pro League that they might cut. I, I can't believe it's caught everyone up. I think everyone had a feeling. They'll come for some players now. I would. That's why they brought a, a more experienced sport director in. But I wonder. But I, I don't think they expected to lose both. I think they. Right. Lose, I think they thought they'd lo- they might lose one experienced player. But I honestly yeah. thought after Chelsea's madness in the January window that the market might cool down a little bit. And it the market. Just... The market has gotten gotten worse. Fifty million is the new thirty million. You know, and it's like at the end of the day. I don't know where all this money is coming from, but by the time the window closes, we need a squad that can challenge on four fronts, you know, that can get us back into the Champions League and I, go. I'm and still getting early Hugh Lee 2001 vibes. You know, that, that, treble, that treble season. I'm getting that sort of vibes of, you know, we're for two summers, Joe Hugh Lee's just standing there and making something like eight new lads going, oh, there's another eight come next summer. And you just go, what the hell? What's well, the no. No doubt about it. We're recording this now on the evening, on Tuesday evening. And as far as I know, nobody has signed anyone yet. And nobody's left the club yet. But if you're listening to this, have a listen to the um, show that's been recorded at 10pm tonight because they'll go in-depth into all of the transfer stuff and go through the ins and outs of who we're being linked with and who's doing what and what the lads think and Sure, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm certain it'll be good because I'm, I'm going to go and have a cup of tea now, and I'm going to go and get ready and watch watch the show yeah. live at ten o'clock. It only took us two weeks to get the show done, isn't it, Kev? Yeah, only two weeks, <laughs> and in, in that two weeks, nobody's gone and nobody's come in. Not on the men's sure. side. Not the men's side. No, the women's side, the women's side are doing a madness. We've got about five in so far. It's great. It's great mm-hmm. fun. Well, five signings that, that are needed to be fair, and, you, and you're going to have uh, players coming back from injury as well. So yeah, I think they'll probably they probably need at least two more. I would say. Yeah. So, but we're, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. And the thing is, with the World Cup, the way it's going as well, you've seen a massive shock today in the women's World Cup with New Zealand losing to the Philippines. Uh-huh. And the one thing I've noticed in the game, I will quickly go in a sec, but. The only thing I say about the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, I've been following the results now. I watched the Ireland game, obviously. I watched the England game. These games are these sides that everyone is everyone is competitive. You're not seeing many yeah. sides getting blown away. And I, think, I, I think mean, the I best, watched the best I saw has been Germany, I would say. 
Oh, yeah. But I watched Jamaica playing. I can't remember who they were playing. Was it France? It was France. I got a draw. Got a draw in France. Yeah, got a draw, but deserved a draw. You yeah. know? And, and France won the favourites to win it. Yeah. So for me, the World, Women's World Cup, if you're following it, it's wide open. Ireland are playing Canada tomorrow. So That'll I'm be. looking forward to that. I'm hoping to be finished work in time to be able to come home and watch it. Yeah. I have a feeling the USA also didn't get a particularly, by their standards, a great result. Scan back. I feel like. I mean, South, South, South Africa were lucky not to uh, get at least a point against Sweden. Mm. Yeah, I think the USA beat. Oh, sorry, the USA beat Vietnam three 0 But I think again by the by the gap of the USA because the USA are comfortably one, you know, the best side in the world. Even for them, you would expect them to be more than that. So, but it's, it's good be... for the game, isn't it? It's good for the yeah, game. It, and it, it just is. goes to show there's a there's a pool of players available now to the Premier League to the WSL that they may not have even accessed or looked at before. No, so I mean you don't know. Who could who could come into the WSL in the next couple of weeks, month before yeah. the transfer window closes? Who knows? I mean, I've been watching the uh, Japan just for uh, Liverpool player Fuka Nagawa because I'll be honest, she's just great to watch. Just just like the female Tiago, she's brilliant, and it's great just watching yeah. just watching her. So I mean, Japan are a really good side as well. Uh, in fact, they're the reigning champions. That's how good they are. <laughs> so. You know, you can't right, last them. last question before we go because me go and I talked about this last night. Uh, oh, Kylian okay. Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe, stay or go? Where do you think Kylian Mbappe plays next season? It it feels to me like he's going to do a year in the Saudi Pro League, and then there'll be some mad deal when he goes back to Real Madrid. Right, that's what I think. That's we'll what see. I think is going to happen. But it's uh, oh, it's mad money, like isn't it? Insane, obscene. Insane. Yeah. Insane and obscene. £259 million bid for a player with a year left in his contract. £600 million contract for 12 months to go and play in a no-mark league. And off you pop to Real Madrid on a free. It's all right, Dana. Easy life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So. But anyway. Anyway, cheers to that, Kev. Right. Just don't forget, we're sponsored by bookmakers.com. So, um, if you can go to their website, you know you know the drill by now. There are bookmakers; they'll help you find the best deals for bets. If betting's for you, gamble responsibly. If it's not, check out the website. Interesting articles in there about sport and the YouTube channel is really good, which Gav also appears on. And don't forget our charity partner, which is Cats Awareness, and it's twelve Dublin ladies running the Dublin Marathon. So, until then, thanks very much, Kev, and please like and subscribe. And we'll see you all very very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.